It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Today is Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. 30 more Sitkins tested positive for the coronavirus over the weekend, and four new hospitalizations were reported, giving the community the highest level of active cases since the peak of the pandemic last fall. The patients range widely in age, from one patient under 10 to several in their 70s and 80s. According to city data, all but four of them were experiencing symptoms when they received testing. As of press time, 18 of the cases are listed as secondary, meaning they had known contact with a COVID-positive patient. Five cases are listed as community spread. Contact tracing is still in progress for the other seven cases. One of the patients is isolating outside of Sitka. KCAW reached out to local public health officials for more information on the vaccination status of the newest wave of cases and whether the spike can be tied to a particular gathering or event. That information is still being collected. In previous comments, officials have said a significant majority of the new cases are among unvaccinated individuals. Early last week, Sitka's COVID alert level increased from moderate to high in what has become the biggest COVID outbreak since last November. 51 cases are currently active, according to the city's COVID dashboard. Sitka's cumulative hospitalization rate has nearly tripled in the last week, from 6 to 15 cases. Nearly 74% of eligible Sitkins have received at least one COVID vaccine dose, according to state data. Senator Lisa Murkowski is not backing away from her position that the Capitol riot on January 6th was a desecration of democracy and that former President Donald Trump is responsible for inciting it. Senator Murkowski was in Sitka on Saturday, July 10th, following an event in Ketchikan on Friday to celebrate the return of large cruise ships to Alaska, under the legislation sponsored by her and colleague Senator Dan Sullivan and Alaska Congressman Don Young. Her visit to Sitka was more of a courtesy call, to check in with local leaders on the infrastructure bill making its way through Congress, and to discuss energy issues. But the courtesy ended when the conversation turned to Trump. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. Most of Senator Lisa Murkowski's visit to Sitka was practical, touring the Science Center, meeting with the mayor and the municipal administrator, visiting the Green Lake Hydroelectric Project, which is due for an upgrade. There are many moving parts in Washington, D.C. right now, with President Biden pushing a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that Republicans would like to pare down to something more in the range of $900 billion. Senator Murkowski is the senior Republican on the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. Even though Alaska is an oil state, she believes the industry can demonstrate leadership in energy-efficient production, and she thinks there's the potential to develop low-carbon transit right here in Sitka. Transit can be buses, transit can be ferries. And so uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk with the folks over at Allen Marine is what's the potential that we might have uh, for electric ferries. Um, you look at the, the Scandinavian countries, um, not necessarily EVs, but uh, hybrid type um, ferry systems are, are in operation. Part of our challenge is the range. You have to have batteries that are sufficient. So it's not easy, but I think we need to be looking to the future. If we're gonna be building out new, new ferries, let's make sure that our ferries are gonna last us 50 years, right? Murkowski has chaired the Energy Committee for six years and served another six years as ranking member. 
She's gained a fluency with energy issues like carbon fee and dividend and has a practiced ease discussing Alaska's role in a world where those will become the dominant issues. It's only in talking about the January 6th Capitol riot that Senator Murkowski goes off script. To say she remains bothered about the breach of the Capitol and its aftermath is an understatement. That the Senate has done little to root out and condemn its origins has angered her. I'm still very, very disappointed that following the events of January 6th, where all of us, every single senator, was in that chamber, when that Capitol was, was breached by an angry, violent mob and our Capitol was desecrated, when the, the effort to, to stop an election that was inflamed by, by the words and the actions of, of our former president up to that event and the day of that event, and we were all there, and to have the, the, the thought that we, should, that we should have an independent investigation, a bipartisan investigation of that event, and that was rejected by the Senate, is still shocking to me. Senator Murkowski was one of six Republican senators to support the creation of a bipartisan commission to investigate the January 6th Capitol riot. But other Senate Republicans filibustered the bill, and it fell six votes shy of the 60 needed to break the filibuster. She was also one of the seven Republicans who voted to convict President Trump for instigating the riot at his second impeachment trial. That earned her an official censure from Alaska's Republican Party. Murkowski's historic win as a write-in candidate in 2010 freed her from the traces of the Republican establishment and of the former president. Murkowski suggests that there are some willing to forgive and forget rather than give up political advantage. She, however, is aiming at a higher principle. If you don't know the full facts behind it because you don't want to know the truth, that's a problem for us. Following her weekend visit to Ketchikan and Sitka, Senator Murkowski returned on Sunday to Washington, where Congress remains in session until its summer recess on August 9th. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Senator Murkowski on Friday was among the entourage of public officials to meet the first large cruise ship to visit the state since 2019. The Alaska Tourism Restoration Act, sponsored by Alaska's congressional delegation, waived the requirement that foreign-flagged ships stop in Canada en route to Alaska. As KRBD's Eric Stone reports, the federally mandated test voyage is the symbolic start of the Alaska cruise season. The return of the first big ship is a milestone, says Ketchikan Visitors Bureau head Patty Mackey. Looks like uh, things are starting to look a little more normal for Ketchikan. The Cape Fox dancers greeted passengers with some traditional clinket dance and song. But instead of thousands of visitors from around the world, the first ship brought just a few hundred cruise line employees. John Chambers was the first to disembark. He's one of roughly 300 fully vaccinated Royal Caribbean employees and guests who arrived on the serenade. They're not being paid, but he says that's not the point. I've been working for the cruise line for 15 years now, and this is my fourth time to catch a can. I was really excited to be the first one back, and I actually got to be the first one back. It's awesome. Chambers' job was to kick back, relax, and enjoy the ride as the 800 or so crew did a dry run of the ship's anti-COVID protocols. 
Royal Caribbean executive Russell Benford says federal health inspectors are aboard, making sure the ship's procedures are up to snuff. We do actually have observers from the CDC that are on the ship, so they're going to observe all the protocols from start to finish, and if we do well and they give us a green light, then the ship can return to service with revenue passengers. The Serenade's arrival is a symbol. With just a few hundred passengers on this test cruise, it doesn't bring many more than some of the small cruise ships. But Senator Lisa Murkowski says it sends a powerful message. It feels good to, to see a big ship back because we know that today's, today's visit is just, just the beginning. Um, it's going to be a short season, but we're going to have a season. Returning cruise ships to Alaska was no small task. Two major barriers stood in the way of a 2021 season, restrictions from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and closed ports in Canada. But in April and May, the CDC issued rules for ships to start sailing again, and Alaska's congressional delegation pushed through a bill waiving a federal requirement for ships to make a foreign stop on Alaska cruises. The 2021 cruise season will bring just a fraction of the 1.3 million passengers that visited Southeast Alaska in 2019. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Eric Stone. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will consider a grassroots proposal to build a marine holla at the Gary Paxton Industrial Park. The Sitka Community Boatyard is a new entity established by the Alaska Sustainable Fisheries Trust and Sitka Custom Marine and a coalition of local fishermen. They're seeking a 50-year long-term lease of around seven acres of property at the park. The group projects a $2.9 million startup cost and plans to construct the facility in phases to eventually include a 150-ton travel lift and environmentally safe washdown pad. In 2019, the community's lone private boatyard, Halibut Point Marine, announced that it would close down in the near future to focus on further development of its cruise ship port. Since then, the city has struggled to find someone to build and operate a haul-out on public property. The Gary Paxton Industrial Park Board approved the proposal for assembly review last month. The assembly will discuss the proposal and could decide to draw up a lease or to ask for changes to its terms. The Sitka Assembly meets tonight at 5 p.m. for a work session with the city's solid waste shipping contractor, Republic Services. Raven Radio will broadcast the regular meeting live at 6 p.m. following Alaska News Nightly. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for today, Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. Today, mostly cloudy, isolated rain showers, highs in the upper 50s, southwest winds around 10 miles per hour. Good morning.